0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this...
1: Let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents The Daily Ticker, where dirt and spray visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Spray is brought to you by Pelican Brewing, born at the beach. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Thursday. Brought to you on the fan by Pelican Brewing Company. Born at the beach, online at pelicanbrewing.com. It is Super Wild Card Weekend. And we are very excited for Super Wild Card Weekend. And the theme of the Daily Ticker in the next couple of days is going to be talking about all these games. But let's go to one that I know both of us are excited about, and that is in Minnesota, the Vikings and the Giants. a rematch of a game that just happened a couple weeks ago. Joining us now is our friend Matthew Collar. And Matthew Collar on Twitter will give him a follow. He covers the Vikings at uh, Purple Insider. Uh, and hosts a podcast as well, Purple insider.com. Matthew, good morning to you, man. Where where's the pucker factor on this one? We know it's Kirk Cousins, it's the playoffs. We know the Vikings' history. It's the Giants, like they're 12 and 4 great year. How are people feeling? Where's the pucker factor on a Thursday?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that Vikings fans are pretty nervous. Um, because I mean, they have one of the worst defenses in the entire NFL and that fact has not slipped by these fans. <laughs> um they've had to play every single game close, every single win except for week one and week uh, 18 has been right down to the wire, including the last time that they played the New York Giants. And I think that if they were going in with a completely healthy offensive line, Vikings fans would still be nervous about Kirk Cousins taking sacks, but they're not going to be completely healthy on the offensive line. Their Pro Bowl right tackle Brian O'Neill is out for the season and I mean, I know he's not, you know, a household name or anything, but he's one of the best players in the league at his spot. And now they're going to a backup in, in either Ole Udo or, or Blake Brandle, who uh, I guess you folks might know out there, former Oregon State guy. Um, but it's going to be one of those two, and neither one is very inspiring against, you know, a, a Giants defense that can really get after the passers. So I think that, you know, Vikings fans know that this team has you know, a, a lot of ability to come through at the biggest moments as they have all year long, and they have a lot of guys who are stars and, you know, maybe future Hall of Famers, record setters, and all those things, but there also are some weaknesses to this team that can be taken advantage of if the Giants have a good day.
1: Well, Matthew, I, I don't want to sound all doom and gloom. We can talk about the actual game itself, but I, I just, in the scenario where if, let's say, the Giants can somehow go in there and they, they win that game would there be any ramifications for the, the Vikings in terms of their quarterback position? Because I know, I know Kirkers has moments where he does, he looks good. And then he's got games like in Green Bay, where he can't complete a pass. And he's, you know, he's under duress. He's just even worse. What do you think the future holds at that position for Minnesota?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that that is the roller coaster that we have all gone on with Kirk Cousins forever, <laughs> from a game to game basis, week to week. I mean, it's, kind of always been that way but you know i don't think that there is any real chance that they would uh make a change if um uh matthew collard sorry guys just entering the facility here oh you're good but but uh yeah I, I, uh purple insider sorry to do that can Excuse
1: you me? shout out 1080 the fan to this lady <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. get us um, in too so,
2: good okay thanks um Sorry, uh, playoff time, a little different. Normally, I just show the badge and go on in. But uh, anyway, I won't lose track here to your question. Uh, that, uh, you know, I think that um, uh, with Kirk Cousins, the, the way he's performed this year, it's pretty hard to see them making a change. However, they could look at his age and, you know, the numbers this year were just okay and say, you know, we're not going to extend him again. You know, they mm-hmm. could kind of, if they lose they could kind of go the Alex Smith type of route with this and say, you know, even though he's a good quarterback and even though he got them to where they are now and had eight fourth-quarter comebacks and all those things, that at the same time, like you're talking about an extension that might look something like Russell Wilson or Matt Ryan's that didn't work out at all considering how old he is, and they could eventually look to the draft. But I don't know that you could do that this year because there's so many QB-needy teams in the draft like, who are you getting, right? Like, I think that even Anthony Richardson, who might not be the greatest prospect in the world, will still go top 10 or something just because there's so many teams that need a quarterback. So I think that Cousins, at very least, will play out his contract. But I wouldn't be surprised that after this, if ownership steps in and says, no, we want him to be a Viking for life. I mean, that's kind of how he's changed the narrative. It's amazing what winning does for you, even if it's not impressive winning all the time. Um, but yeah, I, I, just, I just don't see them making an immediate change, even if they lose.
1: You mentioned the defensive struggles. We're talking with Matthew Collar, who covers the Vikings, purpleinsider.com. He's uh, heading over to talk to the coordinator, so we've got a couple more minutes with him. But you mentioned the defensive struggles. Is it a talent issue? I mean, they go from Zimmer to an offensive mind and head coach. Is it a coordinator issue? Where are fans putting that blame, and how little, little trust is there in that defense?
2: Yeah, I think we probably go 60% coordinator issue and 40% personnel issue. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's been, it's, just been, it's been strange, guys. And, you know, I, I've watched Mike Dimmer uh, for many years here. He's such a great defensive mind. And even when they had major injuries and couldn't rush the pass over the defensive line and all sorts of things, Zimmer would usually find a way to at least put a competent uh, defense out on the field. There was only a, a handful of times where they didn't. And in this case, I don't think they've ever been competent outside of maybe week one. Um, they just, you know, Harrison Smith is one of the best box safeties of probably the last 10 years, and they play him in like deep D-pass type player. And it's just, you know, there's a lot of player usage that's been questionable. Any team that knows how to run a slant with a wide receiver gets wide open, um, and that hasn't really changed. It took half the season for them to know that you can blitz the quarterback. Like, there's just a lot of issues that have been there. Um, and I think that, you know, even, you know, just listening to Kevin O'Connell talk on a weekly basis, you could hear his frustration with the defense coordinator at Donatel. So I think, you know, you go into this game and it's like, you look at Daniel Jones, I mean, he's not a scary quarterback, but the last time he played against them, I mean, it was like peak Eli Manning or something. I mean, he was just (laughs) incredibly, he was incredibly confident in that game, found receivers all over the field, and it hasn't really changed at all. And I think, you know, if they're going to win this game, it probably has to be 31-28 or something like that because there's just not a lot of belief that they're going to scheme up lots of ways to slow down the Giants, even if the Giants don't have a scary offense.
1: Yeah, last one for you, Matthew, and then we'll let you get going and, and get your content up for the day. Um, what's your prediction for the game and somehow, some way, how Justin Jefferson has exceeded expectations of him when he was taken in the draft?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I think, what was he, uh, the fifth wide receiver taken in in that draft? (laughs) Yes. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, with with Jefferson, I think, I mean, his talent is is incredible, but it really comes down to, for me, his character. I mean, this is one of the most competitive people that I've been around, and every year he has gone to the offseason not saying, hey, look at me, look how great I am. It's been, I've got to get better, I've got to get better. And, And everybody can say that, but he shows that every year. He's gotten better and more dynamic, and, uh, you know, he just found a, a coordinator that really believed that he would be the centerpiece of the offense rather than a running back, and it's, and it's worked out. Um, as far as the game, actual game goes, I think 31-28 kind of sounds good to me. Uh, which way that goes, I'm not entirely sure, but, uh, I, you know, I've called it a coin flip all week long. I think that's right. But if you if you made me pick, I would probably say the Vikings because they're at U.S. Bank Stadium.
1: Great stuff. Matthew Collar, PurpleInsider.com, all our Vikings fans out there. Go give them a follow them on Twitter, at Matthew Collar. We always appreciate the time, uh, even though you're running around doing stuff and it's playoff week. We really appreciate it. Have fun covering that game. And if they win, we'd love to catch up again soon.
0: Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.